Welcome back to episode 12 of Movie Nush, where each week we sink our teeth into a different movie feast. Each week, depending on whether one of us is on holiday or we've got anything better to do. Yeah, yeah, did you miss me while I was away? I did miss you, actually. Yeah, I missed you too. Really? I missed you as well. Yeah, but like, I missed you. Yeah, no, I missed, I missed you too. Yeah, no, no, mate. <laughs> I missed you. What's, um, let's get the theme tune on. Um, <laughs> I missed it. <laughs> so, episode 12, this week we're going to be reviewing two movies and they are called... Thor, Ragnarok and The Babysitter. Yeah, or as I like to call it, Thor, Rage and Rock. Rage and Rock. The raging rocking music. Yeah, that's Led Zeppelin, isn't it? It does, it does, not, yeah. not an easy feat. Just like Iron Man. Is it? Yeah. What Led Zeppelin did it have in that? Uh, the same song, I think. Oh. How am I getting confused? The immigration song. song? Immigration song. Immigration song, <laughs> yeah, oh god. Yeah. The world is getting on top of me. That Tory beat. <laughs> the Tory beat, yeah. Um, let's, uh, let's, let's go smoothly into movie news. <sighs> that's not smooth in the slightest, was it? It's pretty smooth. Well, before we can start movie news, we need the, the song. Oh, ah, I've not done it in so long. Go on, go on. <laughs> movie news, movie news, it's Josh's movie news. That was alright. It's yeah. pretty good. I think I'll go back to the melodic way I did it before. Yeah, you know, it's nice to mix things up a bit. Uh, first bit of movie news, the, the most shocking for me, was that they're going to be making another Star Wars trilogy and a TV series. I don't... I didn't read into it to know any more details because I think instantly when I heard it I went oh fuck yeah it's just becoming Fast and Furious now isn't it <laughs> yeah I, <laughs> it's good news for um, The Last Jedi though because apparently they did it off the back of how that's come out so yeah Rian be... Johnson's the new director for yeah which for is just The Last Jedi a wanky way of you know calling someone Ryan <laughs> Rianne. Rianne. It's Welsh, isn't it? Oh, is it? I don't know. It sounds like a Welsh. No, there's too many vowels in Wanky Rianne. name. <laughs> Sorry if you're Welsh. Um, I or think have a wanky Welsh name. Uh, uh, Mary. <laughs> <laughs> one of our regular listeners. D1. Um, D1. Um, I think it's good news for for The Last Jedi, which has made me even more excited for it. Maybe this is just all part of marketing and they, they've said this to get even more people excited for The Last Jedi. I'm not too excited about the series though although depends what it is because if it was like a Boba Fett TV show Ooh, I'd be all over that shit Joshua behave <laughs> that would be so good <laughs> I'm teasing you yeah uh, um, yeah I don't know we'll see I guess it just depends how the last Jedi can... what, what are you doing I'm just I'm I'm checking felt, your crotch yeah I felt a little um, <laughs> it was that Boba Fett series like touching your bollock in the middle of a podcast well, it's, uh, there's no cameras on I thought I just had to let the listeners know what was happening then because I felt really uncomfortable all of a sudden and... well I just think it's a bit unfair that you can sit there fingering your arse on and I don't bring it up fair enough um, I what did you think of have you seen Rebels um, the t- yeah, I've seen like two episodes of it when I was really hungover once and didn't know what to watch. It's pretty good. It's a, yeah, I mean it's a kids show as well, isn't it? So it's a kids show. <laughs> oh. Yeah, like, yeah. It's so I've seen like there's there's a scene in Rebels where Obi Wan Kenobi and Darth Maul fight again. Awesome. Yeah. Has he got like robot legs or something? Yes, I think he does. Yeah. He yeah. Like made him back together. Basically, if you get any kind of limb chopped up in the Star Wars universe, this comes back. Fury. I wonder how many people are like walking around with a robotic wing. Maybe it just turns into a lightsaber and goes and attacks. Your powers a weak old man. <laughs> do it. <laughs> uh, oh, let's, just, be... let's do another podcast just devoted on to uh, Shitty Star, Star Wars, Wars jokes about dicks and Star Wars. And no, oh, your helmet is so big. I feel like <laughs> that's, that's a Spaceballs. Boba Fett. No, that's that's from Spaceballs. Did you ever see uh, that? Uh, I, I have, but it's been so long I don't remember. Check it out. Bill Plummer, who plays the Han Solo equivalent in Spaceballs, is in that um, The Sinner thing on Netflix, and he's really good. Yeah, yeah, I like him. He's, he's, he's aged. Uh, wasn't he also the, the president in... Independence Day. Independence Day. And he did yeah. that amazing speech. Yeah. Oh, he should be in more stuff. We will not go silent into the night. Yeah, <laughs> brilliant. Even I wanted to, you know, kill myself after listening to that. I don't know why I just did that in a British accent when he's American. Um... We will not go out into the night. Um, anyway, forget that. Movie moving news. on, more movie news. Um, Jason Momoa, 
who plays Aquaman in the New Justice League, has teased a reboot of The Crow. I liked the original The Crow. It had an awesome soundtrack. I got me right into the gothy sense. Mm, I know the character, but I don't think I've seen the film. And I know the whole thing about, um, wasn't it, whose son was in it and then died? Bruce Lee's son. Bruce Lee's son, yeah. And then he died because it was a real bullet in yeah, a gun a or something. Yeah, bullet was put into a stunt gun. It's crazy. Apparently the mafia were involved or something like Jesus that. Jesus Christ. Yeah. I need to read up on that. It's pretty, I mean, that would have been that would have been some exciting movie news from mm. the, the 80s. Damn it. <laughs> Why didn't we come up with this idea 20 years ago? We need to start loading real bullets into the stage gun. <laughs> So we've it got sounds, something decent uh, to talk about. Um, what else have we got? We have Jurassic World writer hired for the Metal Gear Solid movie. The fucking games are already movie length. They're even <laughs> longer than movies. They don't need to make a movie. There was, um, I remember playing Metal Gear Solid 4 and I uh, was called downstairs for dinner by my mum. I was like, yeah, just come in. I'll be there in a minute. I'm just watching this cutscene on this game. Josh. An hour later... And I still hadn't had my dinner. Jesus. I timed it. And I was like, all it was is um, just this hour-long scene of this over-the-top Japanese thing where loads of people are just pulling guns out. <laughs> but there's about 50 million people with guns. Everybody's just going yeah, yeah, like yeah. that. It was weird, but I just could not believe it lasted an hour. An hour is far too hour long. Hour cutscene. I, I don't get it. Um, so, yeah, that sounds interesting that they even consider doing it. Who do you think you'd have to play? Solid Snake. Solid Snake himself. Um, I feel like whoever it is has to have the original guy who does the voice for Solid Snake dub over them oh God, I because he's got name. such a great voice what was his David Hayter David Hayter yeah yes it is him David Hayter yeah that's his name I would have um, who's the bloke who's, uh, who's Blade Wesley Snipes yeah I'd have him ooh controversial what no about? because it's, his, his role isn't um, an African American man no, his role isn't. What's the word? I'm so hungover. Um, defined by his race, is it? It could be black if you wanted him to. There aren't enough black people in the Solid Snake, the Metal Gear Solid world. Mm. It's as if Hideo Kojima. It's Japanese people don't like black people. That's what you're trying to say. Well, uh, yeah. Yeah, sounds about right. Um, and uh, that's about it for now. Thor Ragnarok's already the so tenth highest growing movie of 2017 it's just it's kind of taken over and everybody else is just fighting for the number two spot at the minute at the moment so oh, that's, that's because it had a good trailer it, it did have a good trailer um, and just the sheer amount of money that Marvel put behind marketing is absolutely unreal lots and lots of interviews in researching this film you can watch interviews till the cows come home yeah yeah it's just it's not one isn't it the Marvel movie machine continues I'm going to make that joke as many times as I possibly can because for some reason I find it hilarious. No, I can understand that. Yeah. You you know, you're, you were dropped as a child, weren't you? <laughs> I definitely was. For um, not, that explains, I've got a little little bump in my head. Feel it? See? Uh, I've got a little bump in my um, trousers. Oh, don't well. touch yourself while touching my head. <laughs> um, is that because you didn't come down to dinner quick enough when your mum was like, I'm tired of your shit, John! <laughs> and then just punched me in the top of the head. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I was 17 by that point, so I think it was more like when my school was a bit soft. Um, oh yeah, what's that called when babies have got that soft bit in their head? Baby skulls? Sorry, but it's freaky as fuck. Yeah. I always feel like I've touched the top of a baby's head before and I've never been... It's never felt to you, so I've not I've pressed really hard or anything. I'm going to stop this right now. Oh, sending shivers down my spine. <laughs> I'm stop. But yeah, I always just found it a bit weird. Anyway, Thor. So, uh, directed this time by Taika Watiti. Great name. Yeah, great name. Who is one of four comedians from New Zealand who's in everything. <laughs> Do you know what I mean? Yeah, well, there's always five people on the islands. Yeah, yeah, it's just basically everybody from um, Flight of Concords who are touring again as well. Mm. Yeah, yeah, they've got a couple of shows at the London O2, but they're all sold out. Oh. Um, they sold out O2? The, a second date that they had on as well. Flippin' hell. Flippin' hell. Oh, yeah. that Actually, I think there might be some left. Anyway, um... Yeah, and then starring Chris Hemsworth as Thor and uh, Tom Hiddleston Tom as Loki. As Loki, Instagram loves Tom Hiddleston. I don't know how I feel about him. I loved him in The Night Watch, The Night um, Manager. That's it. Yeah, The Night Manager. Yeah, but I feel like 
in the night manager, he was trying to be like really hard and like a badass and a, a yeah, villain, so, yeah. but he just he cannot pull that off at the slightest because he's just too nice. Yeah. yeah. Isn't he one of Taylor Swift's like busy ends? Well, they used to date. Did they? Mm. Oh, I'm glad you're here. Swift. <laughs> I'm glad you're here to teach me all these hashtags. I'm going to have to put in some uh, Swifty movie news. Josh's Swifty news? That makes more sense, doesn't get it? Swifty. Get Swifty. Um, Her new album's um, crap. It, oh, no. Uh because I've not listened to it yet, because it's not on streaming services. Tessa Thompson is in this. Tessa Thompson, what's she from? She is from America. I think. <laughs> I think she's American. Is she? she got a British accent now. Is she? Oh, I don't know. The world Tessa is Thompson. a small place. This is the great part of Josh's movie news, where we Google something live on the show. She's an American actress. Oh, okay. I, I don't know what I'm talking about. Then. She's in Westworld. Westworld? Why was she in Westworld? She was American in Westworld. As oh, well. she was in Creed. She's the girlfriend in Creed. Oh, is she? Yeah. I think I had. I think somebody watched that. And the I was one like, who's going deaf. She's going deaf. In the yeah, she's a. Like, this is slightly spoilerific, but if you watch Creed, the the newest in the Rocky films, um, she plays a DJ who's losing her hearing. Oh, that is ironic. Yeah. Maybe she should, you know, not play music so loudly. Yeah. No. Research has shown that if you listen to music too loudly, your, your hearing gets affected. What? It's like, it's like when you, if you watch movies with the brightness up too high. Yeah, your but, eyes just start stop working. That's what happened to me. <laughs> I had big eyes. Your eyes have literally shrunk. So many movies. You used to look like a cat. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I used to have eyes the size of a cow's eyes. And um, now, uh, just before I forget his name, Jeff Goldblum is also in it as the the Grandmaster. The Grandmaster. Or? I do yeah. love him. He was he was funny in this, um, and then is there anyone else we're missing? Mark Ruffalo as the Hulk and oh, Kate yeah. Blanchett as Hella. Hella, who was Hella hot? Damn right she was, and um, the guy who's like a underling. What is he called? Which underling? You know what I mean? The one who kept switching sides. Oh, Carl Urban. Carl Urban. Kyle. Kyle. Carl. Carl. Carl Urban. Carl with a K. Who, unfortunately for him was in so many scenes with Kate Blanchett that she just fucking rocked it. Yeah. She steals every scene that she's in. Unfortunately for Carl Urban, who shares most of his scenes with her, I forgot he was even in it by the end. Yeah, that's true. It was a bit of a weird character, wasn't it? Yes. Um, so what did you think, Joshua Edward Lewis? I'm going to leave that bit to the end, but I'll talk about the rest of it because it might colour the rest of the, the podcast, but... Um, actually no fuck it uh, it was alright I don't I don't get what the massive hoo-ha has been about it because the um, this film has been very much tailored as a comedy yes yeah because that's what Taika Waititi's background is that's his strengths he's, he's a funny dude um, and he even plays a character in the movie he plays Korg the rock monster is he, he has all the funniest lines he voices him I mean yeah he's <laughs> so good yeah. he's the best character in the whole thing yeah but painfully and almost jarringly funny. Yeah, well, that's the thing. I found that um, a lot of the comedy was... Well, the comedy was very hit and miss. It was just forced yeah, in. Um, and Kareem Hensworth is funnier when he's not trying to be funny. Do you know what I mean? Yeah, yeah. So you've got the opening scene, for example, where he's in this basket and he's hanging from a big chain and he's yeah. going round and he's doing all these funny quips and stuff I just didn't laugh once I was like oh this yeah. is a little bit painful now it was painful but I think they needed to let the audience know that straight away right off the bat that you're watching a comedy if yeah. there were any doubts set in the tone um, and it did feel more like a, a comedy than it felt like a superhero yes. action movie which is different I think that's why a lot of people liked it I think that and I say a bit about this in the written review that it was important for them do something to breathe new life into the superhero films because they are getting superhero fatigue isn't it superhero fatigue and they're taking themselves far too seriously Doctor Strange fucking hell I really struggle with Benedict Cumberbatch's accent in that movie I'm so glad you said that because I put that in my written review as well one of the worst American accents it looks like he's only this is annoying that I've fucking said this in the review now so we can cut this out (laughs) but it looks like he's his only research for his accent in uh, as Doctor Stephen Strange, is Stephen it? Strange, yeah, um, is that he watched the the House box set and has just copied Hugh Laurie's accent in the whole. <laughs> yeah, thing. but Hugh Laurie's accent in the House is great. Yeah, it's brilliant. But yeah. but 
mustard bath can't fucking mustard bath whatever his name is can't <laughs> uh, can't do the, the same accent no no it does it, it's, it's really just, jarring oh it's really, really jarring. painful to watch um, but he makes a brief cameo in this doesn't oh, he and he rubbish. sort of messes around with Thor a little bit well, it's and just a, yeah, puts I mean, a beer in his hand and gets, oh. keeps making him fall it was that was purely just a and it was an unwelcome reminder that there's a whole bunch of fucking movies to come out oh yeah it's and phase three man we're on phase three well, there are phases. There's phases, yeah. Marvel has phases to this whole stuff. So it started off with Iron Man. Yeah. And that was phase one, kicked it all off. And phase two, I think, started when the Avengers started. We're in phase... How many phases are there to go? As many phases as they fucking want, because just like the Star Wars movies, they're going to just keep making them until... Soon, there'll be nine movies a year. Three yeah. of them will be Star Wars. Guardians of the Galaxy Volume 9. It is upsetting, but I think it was important for this film to be different, because it was. It needed. To, there needed to be... Something new, and the old Thor films are the first one's okay. Second I one, love the first Thor film. The second Kenneth one, Kenneth Branagh killed it with that. The humour was spot on. The whole um, kind of Shakespearean theme to it, which obviously he's a pro at, I, I, I loved it. I thought he absolutely nailed it. The second one, however, wasn't anywhere near as good. And there's a bit. The second one is the, one of the worst films I think I've seen. Christopher Eccleston is a bad guy. Oh. Yeah, I met oh. Christopher Eccleston once. Oh yeah. Yeah, he, when I used to work in a phone shop, and he came in, and he had the had a problem with his Wi-Fi dongle, um, and his arm was really, really scabby. Ooh. Like he'd had, uh, like he'd been really badly sunburnt on one arm. Don't maybe, know what happened there. Maybe he drives a lot. You know when you hang your arm out a window. Yeah, could be. On holiday in Marbella. I don't know why. I said what was that. he like? He's alright. He was a bit annoyed that his dongle wasn't working. Yeah, well I can imagine. Yeah, um, that's kind of it. Uh, but no, it just it wasn't wasn't anything memorable at all. The only cool thing about that film was that it was in London. Yeah, with terrible geography. I think he gets on at Charing Cross and ends up in in Greenwich <laughs> in about ten seconds. Yeah, yeah, it's funny to see him on a tube now. It was, yeah. Um, but I think that they learnt from their mistakes in the second one with that awful, awful villain, mm-hmm. a very forgetful Christopher Eccle Stone, and um, brought in Kate Blanchett, who for me was probably the best thing about this film she probably hands it up but in, she's great. in the right way she's absolutely amazing yeah she's such a great villain in this she's probably the best name a better villain in the Marvel Universe um, I think when Avengers Infinity War comes out it's well, going to be name a better villain in the Marvel Universe of movies that have come out yes um, can't do it Josh I can I don't will. even try um, don't try it who's the baddie in the first Guardians film the blue dude. That guy. He was a good bad guy. <laughs> okay. <laughs> I mean, he's he's got that weird whistling thing that would probably... Anyway, no, Heather no, would no, be... No, not him. Out. The one with the hammer. The main bad oh, guy. Oh, yeah. 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 But, I mean, come anyway, on. He was, he was a bit of a... I was just trying to... Basic bad guy. Wind you up. This really. one, this, this, this is a top-class villain, this. She is. And you know what? The, the fight scenes sexy. are great. The fight, fight scenes are good. really good, to be fair. Um... Although sometimes they've gone, gone on a little bit long, but uh, it was just interesting to see what they did with all these flying knives and stuff. And I love that, that very short scene where the Valkyries are attacking her. Yeah. And it's it looks like a biblical painting, doesn't it? It's fantastic. Um, I looked into how they did that, and what they do is they have um, light. Uh, it's actually it's only 100... Uh, it's 1,000 frames. Uh, sorry, 1,000 frames a second. So it's a tiny, tiny shot. And... Um, what they do is they have cameras moving around all the time, sort of similar to bullet time, and they'll move uh, a light source 100, uh, 360 degrees around the scene. Right. And so they have a fraction of a second, basically, to, to evoke what they're trying to. And, and um, the light moves really, really quickly, but the actions move move, uh, move very, very slowly. Mm-hmm. And so what it creates is, yeah, like you're saying, this, this crazy, biblical, heavily CGI, but mm. still with, with a basis in, in, you know, something tactile. Yeah. Um, and the results are pretty amazing. Pretty stunning. I was taken aback in the cinema, and I've said that I can't remember seeing something so cinematographically. <laughs> cinematographically, it's a new word. It's a word, isn't it? No, I don't think so. Um, I can't remember seeing something so impressive. Cinematographically. We'll, we'll run with that. If yeah. not, we'll we'll push for it to be a word. Yeah. Um, uh, since I think. Well, then you got Bullet Time. Remember the first time you watched Bullet Time? Blew my mind. <sighs> like I shat myself. I think I saw more documentaries about Bullet Time before I actually seen Bullet Time. Yeah. Yeah. Um, 
And then I think maybe they probably did something very similar in 300. Remember Zack Snyder's 300? Yeah, yeah. yeah it looked kind of similar. Um, but I don't think I've been so impressed by a, a set piece since seeing Avatar's. Well, just since seeing Avatar. I mean, it's a crap film, but it really is good looking. Yeah, it's one of the best best looking films ever. Mm. It stands the test of time. Was it 2010 that came out? Something like that. It'll be like 15 years before the next one comes out. Let's hope so. Well, the film and the second and the third one back to back, I think. Yeah. So how very back to the future of them. Mm, how very Lord of the Ringsy. Mm. Um, um, okay, so, I yeah, the jokes in this movie do somewhat take away from any so empathy that you have for the characters you know yeah but you know, you know as much as I complained about the humour and how much it missed when it hit it hit very well yeah somebody it, um, I was laughing out loud in the cinema the whole cinema was laughing out loud somebody spat a, out their drink in the cinema <laughs> yeah, actually, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah it was like that and he, you weren't sat me in front of them no yeah. no I was a couple over that's, that's pretty good um, it's, yeah it was very very funny all the Korg moments with Meek he's like oh yeah Meek's dead yeah, Doug. Doug. Yeah, Doug. We there. <laughs> it's just, uh, yeah, it's, it's, it's really good. Like New Zealand humor. It's just what well, what I would hope or presume is New Zealandy humor. Yeah, they're just talking their funny accents and everyone yeah, laughs. Yeah, like very very dry, super deadpan, silly. Yes, it's great. Um, you can tell it's it's a YTT film. Did you see the bit um, when so Loki at this point has been um, disguised as Odin for all this time? Lording up in Asgard to try and get away with stuff, and he's made a play. Yeah, and they get the play. Yeah, and it's it's the um, the fall of Loki or something like that. Loki the Great, and he's got a massive Loki statue. And when they're doing the play, it's Matt Damon playing Loki. Yeah, yeah. Which is a really weird, random cameo. He looks fat in this film, actually. I and think. I think Chris Hemsworth's other brother, not Liam, the, the other, other Chris Hemsworth brother, plays yeah, Thor in it. Very, very funny. Yeah. Um, Again, does it kind of remove you from the movie? I mean, a little bit. It another, wasn't. It wasn't. But funny enough for me. But it was still kind of cool to go. Oh, look at Matt yeah, Damon. Yeah, almost farcical. But then you know what? This is a fucking, This is a superhero movie. For God's sake, we're not mm. supposed to be taking it seriously. We're not supposed to be looking into it and thinking, "Oh, this really took me away from the movie when this joke happened." Mm. What we're looking for in a superhero movie is fast-paced action with some humour and humor. great soundtrack great soundtrack great relatively. action scenes and stuff exactly. it's hard to tick all those boxes but what I like what they did with this story is some nerdy backstory for you oh yeah so um, I'm sitting comfortably Balls they they merged this film because Hulk's not been used very much because mm-hmm. um, he's kind of I don't think they could do another standalone Hulk movie I don't think people are that fussed about the character no. You get the idea. He gets angry and he smashes stuff. So and he's kind that, of, yeah, yeah. That's, yeah, that's that basically a Hulk film. Um, but what they did is there's a comic book series called Planet Hulk, where um, and it's really good. You should read it. There's another one set after it called World War Hulk, and that's just as good. But Planet Hulk was like fantastic. And basically, what happened is because thought uh, because Hulk has been smashing stuff up on Earth, they literally eject him into space in a spaceship to get rid of him. Because it's like, what do you do with a problem like Hulk? <laughs> Yeah, set him into space. And he ends up on the planet Sakaar, which is where this is set. Right. And he ends up like becoming a lot weaker because he goes through this wormhole, and this whole thing happens, and he ends up like taking over the planet, and the whole gladiator sort of style thing is that. So they basically just merged Planet Hulk and made it into a Thor film, so they can put Hulk in there, and it kind of worked. Um, but you see little throwbacks to it. So Korg and Meek are in it. They're both two characters from Planet Hulk. Oh. So I was really happy to see them in there because I was like, hey, nerdy stuff. And then um, if you look at the Grandmaster's Palace, he's got heads on yeah. there like of all the champions. Oh, That's why like, they're building a Hulk one. But I didn't recognise any. Yeah, there's um, there's one that looks like a horse. Um, and that is Gamma Ray Bill, I think it is. It's basically a horse version of Thor who's in the Planet Hulk. Wait, wait, wait. Yeah. So, so basically got... when they couldn't use... Thor in like some movies and TV shows due to rights they literally made a horse version of him called Gamma Ray Bill or something like that are you being serious? yeah serious does he have hooves? yeah does he have a... well no no no. he's got hands but he's just got a horse imagine Thor with a horse's head oh I thought he meant Hulk with a horse's head no sorry my bad anyway yeah loads of those little nervous things and that's so such a great storyline it could have been a film on its own, to be fair. Planet Hulk, I would watch the shit out of that <laughs> film, but it's not going to happen now. Yeah, but it'd be you and four other you, you, arse-dribbling nerds. You would love it. 
I probably you would love it. Yeah, um, that'd be wonderful. Because he ends up like becoming some kind of like god on the planet, god king, and he has a kid. He has, he has a kid. He has a child. He what, has a child. What, um, I don't actually care. Yeah. Um, anyway, so yeah, it was nice to see that them use that story properly and get Hawk in there. But I feel like um, David Banner in this is a weird character because they made him seem really stupid, even though he's got five PhDs. Well, it's because, as he says in the film, well, it's because he's been the Hulk for two straight years. Mm. He doesn't know. He doesn't. He doesn't know what time it is. He's lost two years of his life. Yeah, but they do make him feel like a bit of an idiot. Do you know what I mean? It's yeah, like, but it's, you know, too much character for him. It lends itself to the. I don't know. A lot. A, 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 the jokes in this movie, I think, took precedence over the narrative. Mm. And scenes seemed to be following where the next next joke was going, and the direction of the movie sort of took a, a back seat a bit, and mm. a lot of the uh, a lot of the scenes did feel because a lot of this was improvised. Apparently, eighty percent of it was improvised. No, eighty percent. Eighty percent of the dialogue is improvised. The, the bit I know was um, the bit at the end where he's like, oh, "Do you want to do the help me?" Oh yeah. Scenario. And apparently, Chris Hemsworth came up with that. Oh, help me! Help me! Help me! And then throws Loki at the guards. Um, so he has his moments but uh, yeah so I, the interesting thing is this movie is obviously absolutely just blown up and people are loving it and just whacking off to it because it's been so successful <laughs> um, but I've not seen anybody criticise the humour to any point so I thought I was a bit alone in it I, I remember no, saying not... it to Thomas our social media manager and he told me to shut my face um, some bits are hits some bits are misses yeah but that's why he's the social media manager and not the host, Thomas. <laughs> know your place. You listen, okay. Um, I don't know. I think I think this this franchise needed something new, mm-hmm. and I'm, I'm I'm I like the movie. I think it's the best Marvel film I've seen in a long, long time. Shits all over Doctor Strange. No. Although Spider Man Homecoming, I think it's better than that. Yeah, it probably is, isn't it? It's more fun, better soundtrack, Led Zeppelin. No. Actually, no. I feel about the same on both. You know. I feel like the humour lets it down. I feel like humour was better in Spider-Man. Mm. Because it was it was better overall, whereas this film, it's very, very funny in certain parts, and then it's it's just like, oh, God, that wasn't funny at all in other parts. Yeah. Mm. Um, soundtrack was great, because they had all these like really cool 70s-style yeah, ones. Yeah, it was great. And they had the whole 70s theme throughout the whole thing. It just, it was, it was cool. Very was cool. cool film. Um uh, yeah, but I just wasn't. I wasn't blown away. Wasn't blown away. Oh, did I didn't. I did not leave that thing in. Yeah, I'll, you know, I'll probably watch it again once in my life. But but the best Thor film. I no, I still think the first one's the best one. I need. Yeah, well, you're mad. Mm. Like there's there was things that did annoy me. Like when he had long hair at the start of the film before he gets shaved off and it becomes supremely sexy. Um, the, you could just look at that and I was like, that is definitely a wig on his head. You know what I mean? <laughs> I mean, uh, it wasn't. It was. It was really. He was in the first film. It was kind of. There was a wig, and it was dyed as well, I think. But then his eyebrows were like really dyed as well. Do you know, it's in the first film. He just looked like kind of an albino. Yeah, yeah. Well, yeah. most Norwegians do. Mm, that's true. Um, so yeah, there was little things like that that took me away from it. It wasn't a perfect execution. I don't think it quite deserves the hype that it got. I like Taika Waititi a lot, and like all his work, and I like what he tried to do with it. Yeah. Um, so it was good and different and refreshing. I just could not give it a super high score, so I'd give it 7 out of 10 Oof. on the Poppadum scale. I think I'll be close to that. Mm. I liked I liked the movie. I liked all the hype and the excitement. I really reveled in it, all mm. the excitement of the movie. Seeing Jeff Goldblum again, I like I like Jeff. Jeff and all of his great. interviews are hilarious. Yeah. He is so bizarrely camp. Yeah. And he, you know, touches his ears and he talks like this and everything <laughs> is touching. It's so it's just touching, touching. Mm. Everything is touching. Um and I just got really wrapped up into it when I was watching the film. I at one point I think I was I didn't realise quite how much popcorn I was eating because <laughs> I was using the scraps and just putting my hands into my mouth and I looked to my side and somebody saw me eating like a fucking animal. <laughs> a base animal. Um but I do know that this film is flawed. Mm. I'm going to give it... Oh, it's difficult. You almost said eight. I saw I know, that word of four being on your mouth. I'll, I'm going to give it eight. I'm going to stick to my guns. I'm going to give it eight because I had such a good time watching this in the cinema. So I guess overall average score would make that 7.5? Yes, it would. I can see that it's flawed, but I 
preferred this to any of the Marvel films come out, that have come out recently. Yeah. If they follow this track with, I don't know, do you reckon they'll do another one, Taika? Um, I don't know what they're going to do because he's had the trilogy now and it's like where do you mm. go from there do you go for a fourth one do you stick to the Avengers what goes on what are the other character, useless Avengers that they've not made a film about Scarlet Widow is the is the, the tease at the moment the that they're going to try and make a, oh, they're not, they? a solo film with Scarlet Widow well, depends they, how they go about it because when they made the Ant-Man film I was like are you fucking kidding an Ant-Man film and I absolutely loved it was it good yeah it's it one of my right. favourite uh, Marvel films actually well that was more heavily based in comedy as well maybe they're supposed to be comedy films yeah I mean well, they that's, are, that's, they where, that's where DC struggles however with um, Justice League coming out next week which will be our next episode don't know why I'm pointing at the mic like it's the listener <laughs> um, The when from what I've heard about the film one of the best things about it is the flash because of how funny it is oh really because I don't like him in the trailers do you not no oh I do I hate this, that kind of comedy that sort of bumbling oh they've all gone oh okay Oh, I mean, I have seen that trailer about sixteen fucking times now because that film's been coming out forever. But um, yeah, we'll see. But that again, DC's struggled with that. The humor's not not really been there. I think these films need to be set in farce, otherwise they look like they're taking themselves too seriously. Way too seriously, and it really yeah. Doctor Strange, the Dark Knight. That is a fucking masterpiece because yeah, it. Oh, I don't know. I can't argue that. No. Well, that's that because be a... that's that's how you do it right, and to to do that, you need to be Christopher Nolan. So yeah, cool. So seven and a half out of ten, definitely go watch it. And if you feel like you've got superhero movie fatigue, it's worth giving this one a try because it's very different to the usual stuff. Yes, you'll yeah. get a laugh. At the very least, you'll laugh. You'll have a good time. You'll have a right. Good time. You'll end up chewing your fingers instead of popcorn. A a right good ruckus is what it is. Ooh, Thor ruckus. That's yeah. what it should have been called. Raging ruck. Yeah, one more time. So we, we watched The Babysitter, which is a Netflix movie, which apparently was actually filmed in 2015, but it's probably been stuck in production limo, release date hell, and then Netflix have ended up picking it up. Yeah, and it was a relatively enjoyable watch. I had a good time. I did as well, and it introduced us to the main actress called uh, Samara Weaving, who used to be in Home and Away. No, not Home and Away. Na- Neighbours. She's yeah. an Australian actress who looks exactly like if you've got Margot Robbie and mixed her up with Emma Stone. Yeah, and she kind of acts like that too, actually. Yeah. Is she not related to Hugo Weaving, is she? Um, I don't... No, I don't think so. But yeah, it's... Uh, she she is pretty hot. So that's the, that's your takeaway from this movie. Yeah, that's all I need to say. Anyway, she's, I'll move she's on to the game. pretty good looking. Yeah. <laughs> to be fair, what she her character was quite charming and witty and comes across as quite likeable. Um, so, she pulled that off well. She did. Yeah. Um, I think the whole, f- the film is a brave attempt at, at no, something new. No, we've not new. done so far for either of these films. It's synopsis. You don't need to. Not for, well, for Thor, I guess not. It's a superhero film. But for this one, The Babysitter, it's kind of a, um, a comedy horror about um, a kid who gets, who loves his babysitter, but it turns out that when he goes to bed at night, she is mixed up in some shady shit. Yeah, she's part of a satanic cult. Yeah, and... don't want to spoil it too much though, do we? In case someone wants to watch it. Well, they, they should watch it if they've got nothing else to do for an hour and a half. Yeah, is that how long it was? Yeah, yeah. It's like a mix between Home Alone and Tucker and Dale versus Evil. Is that what that's called? Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I see um, what you mean. Yeah, and, and Evil Dead a little bit as well. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. It's fantastically gory. Um, and what this film does well is because often when you go overboard with gore... It can just be, you just, just can just come across as funny, mm. whereas this knows that that it's being over the top, and so it is. Yeah, it's funny with its gore. Some of the deaths are absolutely hilarious. Yeah, and even you were sitting there going, "Oh!" <laughs> somebody, you know what else? Went, by oh, There's a bit where he bumps his head coming out of a crawl space, and we both went, "Oh!" Yeah, yeah. And that's like yeah. all he did was bump his head. <laughs> to be fair, bumping your head hurts. Yeah, I do it most of the time standing on the tube. That's <laughs> because you're incredibly tall. And then everyone looks. It's mm. embarrassing, I mean, and then the doors close on you, and you're like, "This is my." You life. don't want to go on the underground in Glasgow then, because it is tiny compared to it. I didn't even know they had a fucking underground. Yeah, that's what I said when I went to Glasgow. Wow, <laughs> um, it's I... like, it's actually got a fairly sort of, I want to say star, not star-studded. No, no, a semi-famous no. cast. No, they're not famous. They're Instagram famous. S- well, kind of, so they're all like, 
B-level famous because you've got Robbie Amell who 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 is has been in a few films he was in The Duff with Bella Fawn who's also in this movie everybody's Instagram famous in this you're right pretty much um, they've got Andrew Bachelor um, he's like he was the the most viewed person on Vine ever. do you remember Vine do you remember how relevant Vine was at one point yeah and now it's it dead disappeared forever um, maybe uh, that maybe that was a, a, you know, a choice by the, the casting um, director I guess the caster Cast? Yeah, because this was directed by Mitchy, the biggest producer slash director slash used to just make music videos no, he ever. Does he do like the Taylor Swift music videos? I feel like he does. Taylor Swift has come up twice in this podcast, and that's two times too many. I love her. So if stop she, chatting shit about her. I think if she met you, she would love you too. Yeah, because I am a male under thirty, and you know, and you know, <laughs> you know all the words to her songs, which is also Kevin Spacey's requirements. Anyway, um, I think that the casting in this it, it shows that the film is it's is very aware of what it is. Mm-hmm. You've got somebody who is a Instagram whore in Bella Thorne in that everything that she does is for likes mm-hmm. and hearts. Is that what you do on Instagram? You heart things. That is a like, yeah. And Double tap. Um, yeah, mm-hmm. and even on Snapchat, she's scandalous. Is she? Yeah. I wouldn't know. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. A lot of underboob. Oh yeah. Um, my favourite kind of boob th- yeah I like I like side <laughs> it's just the conversation we're having now is this what movie nosh has become movie nosh it's movie nosh <laughs> it's boob news <laughs> Bella Thorne's underboob has been seen in LA <laughs> side boob still waiting you know who um, I really liked I thought the, the, the main kid Judah Lewis you who I've never seen in anything before I thought he was pretty good actually considering he, he is like the main protagonist and he's in most of the film and yeah and for a, a lot of the so time. many great kid actors these days he's not he's not one of the greats don't get yeah. me wrong but I, I thought he um, he was really good in the role and I liked him yeah it was a good movie check mm-hmm. it out it's not great it's not terrible it's yeah. fun it knows what it is the, the the biggest problem with film for me was the the sound dubbing yeah, the yeah really odd. obviously it's really hard to to get audio right when you're shooting a film so practically most movies a lot of the, the audio is is redone afterwards in sound studio isn't it yeah to make it perfect to get it just right you could just really tell it wasn't even like it was every character in the scene at points it was sometimes when they were in the car together the babysitter and, yeah. and the kid um, she sounded normal and he sounded super overdubbed I feel like he probably hit puberty halfway through filming and so they had to redub him afterwards because at one point you'd be like hello Baby and now he's like, oh, oh baby, should I? Hey, baby. Hey, I'm not a kid anymore. I'm Judah. What's his name? Judah. Uh, Ju- Judah Lewis. A fucking name. It's like it? if I named my child after my name crossed over with Yoda. Judah <laughs> Lewis. Except yes. yes. Did you hear that thing about um one of the you know Finn Wolfhard from Stranger Things? Yar. There was a model who um messaged him on Instagram or something and says hey in four years hit me up and he went oh that's gross and people kicked off about it because obviously he's a kid and if it was the other way around if you think about it a guy yeah, messaging yeah. a 14 year old girl saying hey in four years it's, it's fucked up so <laughs> it's kind yeah, of fair play to him yeah so um, but at the same time he's 14 and he's already got like 27 year old supermodels after him were you not like was that not life for you no, sorry is that the way that's normal, normal. Yeah, that's no, normal. okay yeah I just need to get taller and shrink my eyes and that would be my normal life <laughs> <laughs> bump your head more um, okay so what would you give this film uh, I would give this film I'd, I'd give it a 6 out of 10 yes I think it, I it was it was funny and I enjoyed it and there was bits that were wrong with it uh, a lot there was mainly plot holes in the story and it's like why wouldn't you just run off to someone else's house rather yes. than running and hiding in your own house it didn't make any sense but that's what I mean it was it was aware of what it was it was a silly piss take on it was like you know like Cabin in the Woods it like, took yeah. the piss out of horror films and even the, the casting of that ever so stereotypical black guy in movies who's he was like every other word was god damn yeah he was stereotypical I got blood in my eye yeah and uh, that was a bit of a shame, wasn't it? But Bella Thorne I mean. was very annoying throughout yeah, this whole film. But, the, but it's because it's the tropes, the, uh, the the parts of a horror film that you're that you instantly recognise. You've got the annoying uh, damsel in distress who's useless at running away and falls over. Mm. Remember a scary movie when Carmen Electra's running away and walks runs through a sprinkler and stuff like that. It's a lot yeah. more subtle version of that kind of comedy. Uh, I see what she you mean. even gets shot in the boob. 
That's and true. Carmen Electric got stabbed with the silicon coming out. With lots of jokes about motorboating after that. Yeah, I mean, it was a silly, silly film. Doesn't take it all too seriously. Worth a, worth a six out of ten. Six out of ten. You give it six out of ten as yeah, well. Yeah, absolutely. Solid six out of ten. So that's the Babysitter on Netflix now, and go watch it if you like that kind of shit. Yeah, don't if you don't. Cool. Right, this week's game. I am so not looking forward to it. My hands are already sweating. I need to dry them. <laughs> so, because we watched Thor Ragnarok this week, we thought two things. First of all, we need to involve electricity again for the God of Thunder. Although he's not the God of Lightning, so I don't know why... He has Basically, he's the God of Thunder. He's the, the, the God of like, very loud rumbling. That's all he really is. Yeah. That doesn't make sense. And um, uh, so I've come up with a game called True or False. Which is very hard to say. False. True or false? false? True or false? Four mixed with false. False. Yeah. Are you saying four? <laughs> You're saying Thor. I'm saying four. Thor. Sorry, you saying cool quip? Cool quip. Cool quip. Thor. So I'm going to give you some Marvel movie facts. Oh no. <laughs> no. And you have to decide if they are true or false. Fuck it. The good ones though. So maybe one of them. One of them is a bit boring. If you didn't listen to last week's episode and you listened to this for the first time, we have a um, a lightning reaction game that we use to electrocute ourselves when we get questions wrong. Jesus. Um, you, you never know, you might get them all right. I've got 16 uh, questions for you. <laughs> I hope for my sake that I get them all right, but I, I know that's going to be incredibly boring for the podcast. Well, that's why I hope you get every single one wrong. All right. Okay. You ready? No. Well, it's happening. Okay, so. okay. First of all, Marvel news as well. Yeah, well, just uh, really got an eye for and twist it. Um, the ship in Guardians of the Galaxy is called Milano after Peter Quill's childhood crush, Alyssa Milano. True or false? False. Incorrect. Oh, it's true. The first one. <laughs> Let me press wait, the button. Wait, wait. Oh. No, no, I'm not going to wait. You didn't wait last time. <laughs> <laughs> oh, okay, okay. It's it, working. It's, it's definitely working. Yeah, but it, it's it's a grower. Yeah. It's a grower. It's a grower, just like me. Um, so yeah, that, that was actually true. Jesus. The soundtrack for the first Guardians of the Galaxy is the only is only the second ever soundtrack for a movie to sell over a million copies digitally. The first is Frozen. To a movie. Yeah. It's the first ever movie soundtrack to sell over a million copies. The first movie that did it was Frozen. This is true or false? No, it's false. It's true. How can that be true? Because it is. I fucking hate society. Yeah, it's just it's it's because it's digitally. So say like Titanic had a great soundtrack, but it yeah. doesn't mean it was downloaded digitally. I was thinking of Pulp Fiction and stuff like yeah, that. Yeah, yeah, no, no. <sighs> Sorry, dude, that was incorrect. I hate my life, and I hate you. <laughs> Okay, question number three. How many are there again? Uh, I've got 16, but we might not do more. Especially because you seem to be shit at this game. So. Yeah, yeah. Um, the scenes in Captain America The First Avenger, where Chris Evans' head is CGI'd onto the body of a skinny person, was played by Christian Bale, who lost 30 pounds that month. Listen, listen. He was actually played by his young cousin, who is oddly also called Chris Evans. Um... True or false? False. False. Oh, you got that one right. Well oh, done. Thank God. You got a point. No <sighs> shot for you. It's less about getting points, this, and more about not getting shot. Yeah. Yeah, that's what it feels like. Okay, question four. Um, what question? Four. Question four. Yeah. Uh, they had to use ramps in Thor The Dark World for kiss scenes between Natalie Portman and Chris Hensworth because of their height differences. I think that's just a normal thing. I think that happens quite a lot. Yeah. I'm so true or true. false? It true. is true, yeah, because she is like five foot. Yeah. And he is. Six foot amazing, that's what he is. <laughs> um, he is amazing, isn't he? Question number five. Hulk Hogan auditioned for the role of David Banner, aka the Hulk, and his daughter Brooke expressed an interest in playing Scarlet Widow. True or false? False. Damn it, you've rumbled me. I mean, <laughs> too obvious. I don't, yeah. Can you imagine Hulk Hogan as the Hulk? I think, I mean, that'd be brilliant. I think I originally put that down as like motion capture and I completely forgot. <laughs> anyway, um, so, question number six. The co- I can't say it. The Wakandan language spoke in Captain America Civil War is coarser. 
which is an official language of South Africa. Do you like how I actually said that properly as well? Oh, yeah. yeah, it's spelled with an X actually. Yeah. X-H-O. 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 You would know. Yeah, okay. that's true. Yeah. Also, yeah, that's exactly what they were speaking, which uses lots of tongue clicking, yeah. which is really hard to say. Got a click in his name. Also. 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 Back of the mouth. Back of the mouth. Also. also. Oh, yeah. Yeah. I can't do it again. <laughs> sounded like I was going to choke then. <laughs> oh. uh, Tom Holland hasn't been allowed to read the whole script for Infinity Wars in case he reveals spoilers because he's fucking renowned for it. <laughs> yeah, he's like really it's bad really at doing spoilers and in interviews. True. true. It is true, yeah. I kind of made that one too easy for you. That's kind of funny. Um, the name of Iron Man's AI assistant, Jarvis, is an acronym for just a rather very intelligent system. No, that's not true. It's, it's for something else, isn't it? Um, according to the website I read it from, it was true. Oh, fucking Jarvis. I know. Jarvis is going to cause me pain. <laughs> so fucking weird. Oh, it's hard to watch. <laughs> I feel like... You don't look like it's hard to watch. You look like... Have you got an erection? Well, it's not like my laptop sits like this all the time on my lap, so... <laughs> um, next question! The small New Mexico town in which Thor takes place is called Puente Antiguo, which translates to Ancient Bridge in Spanish. This likely refers to its connection to Asgard via the Bifrost Bridge. Oh, there's so much information that has got to be true. It's true! Congratulations! I'm having the time of my life! <laughs> And I'm going to electrocute you. Jarvis Cocker was originally cast as Jarvis in the original Iron Man movie, but had to pull out because it conflicted with his new Broadway show, Common People, the musical. I so want this to be true, but I know that it's not. It was false. 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 Damn, I thought I might have had you with that one. Um, Robert Downey Jr. has some interesting demands for his trailer on the set of all the Marvel movies, including cruelty-free organic milk, semi-skidden, and at least three mirrors on every wall. Um, I doubt that he drinks milk at all. Really? Yeah, so I'm going to go for holes. Fucking hell. <laughs> I thought I might have got you with the whole... No, not at all. He definitely doesn't drink milk. There's no, there's no fat on the man. I know, but like, you need fat to make cells. The walls of cells, he cells gets are made it. of fat. I reckon he gets it from uh, nuts and other sources. True, could be. Uh, Hugh Jackman once walked around Comic-Con dressed as Wolverine. Sadly, almost nobody recognised him. Instead, people even complained that he was too tall to cosplay Wolverine. Wolverine's like five foot tall in the comics. That's true. It is true. Which is really annoying. Stop being fucking good at this game. Stop being electrocuted. The people aren't going to enjoy this as much because you're not in pain. It's out of necessity that I'm getting (sighs) Okay, um, Quentin Tarantino nearly directed a Luke Cage film starring Lawrence Fishburne Earlier on his career, early on in his career, when the negotiations fell through, he left the project to work on Pulp Fiction instead. No, I mean, there's no way that's true. It's true. He was going to do a Luke Cage film with Lawrence Fishburne. But imagine how early in his career that would have been as well. So yeah, he, he's Fiction. a big comic book nerd. Is he? Yeah, ah. yeah. He's, he's um, he, he does a on the Nerd Nerdist podcast. He has an interview there, and he's, he's that's just a very good interview. He's a cool dude. He I wanted cool. to be my friend. Yeah, he, he knows his craft, doesn't he? Oh, fuck it up! Can't <laughs> <laughs> even keep hold of it. No. No. It's really you sore. have to hold on to it till the end, or it's not fair. Oh, fuck it. It's weird. It clamps your hand down. <laughs> Does it like makes, makes it, it worse, worse because you, you can't, can't take your hand away? Um, despite Tony Stark and Steve Rogers' on and off again friendship and constant bickering that brought about civil war. In a Marvel multiverse, the two got married. I mean, who's, whose multiverse was this? It's a Marvel multiverse in one of the comics. Like Gay Times Weekly wrote an article about it all. No, 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 the characters of... of... I'm going to go for true. Uh, it is true, because it's not exactly, because it was on Earth 3490, as that multiverse is called, and Tony Stark is born as Natasha Stark and becomes Iron Woman, and she ultimately, ultimately marries Captain America and prevents civil war. Cool. Surely some marriages are like starting civil war. That's why they call it civil ceremony. Boom. Boom. Headshot. That was such a shit joke. <laughs> you got the finger gun. Finger guns. Finger guns make, make everything, everything good. good. That's all you need. Um, when the Hulk crashes into an abandoned warehouse in the first Avengers film, yes. security guard played by Harry Dean Stanton asks, 
Are you an alien? Which is a nod to Stanton's role in the sci-fi classic Alien. True. It's true. Stop being good. Stop knowing shit. That's true. Just because you're on a movie podcast, you think you know everything about movies. He's the guy who had the ginger cat in the alien film, isn't he? Um, I've never seen Alien. <laughs> I've always wanted to, but I've never had the right opportunity. Maybe because of people I'm sat with, that kind of thing. Well, we'll review that along with... Uh... This can be our first classic movie review. Yeah. Excellent, looking forward to that. Uh, okay, last question. Um, Thank the maker. Why is Pepper Potts, played by Gwyneth Paltrow, always barefoot in Stark Tower? It's because the five foot nine actress is taller than Downey, so her being barefoot allowed Downey to wear lifts in his shoes and appear taller. He's actually only five foot seven. False. It's true. I mean, of course it is. I just wanted to get a lift cue. Yeah! Ah! <laughs> I don't think we should use this again. I think we should use it every time. I think I might accidentally throw this out the window. Uh, although next time, I'm going to insert it slightly into your bum hole and Fuck do it like that. My palms are sweating so much. <laughs> it doesn't get easier. No, no. I imagine... And you get frightened every time you go to press the button as yeah, well. Yeah, the yeah. fear is real. Cool. So that's the end of this week's episode. Fantastic. Hopefully you enjoyed the game and you're going to get ready to tune in for next week's episode for Justice League. An alien, apparently. An alien. What a combination. It doesn't really make any sense. Nah, well, no. Fuck it. Fuck it. Yeah. I mean, whatever makes sense. Do what we want. It's our fucking podcast. <laughs> um, thanks again for listening. If you want to show your support, please recommend moving off to your friends and family and co-workers because I'm sure they'll enjoy it. Uh, we've now bought movingosh.com. It is officially ours. So anytime you want to find out where to listen to the episodes or how you can listen to them, just head over to movingosh.com. And as always, we are on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram with the handle at Movinosh. Um, so start following that because we've really ramped up our social media stuff, including new things like uh, new episodes on Monday, trailer Tuesdays, uh, movie news on Wednesdays. Throwback uh, Thursday. Throwback Thursday, yeah, to see some classic movies. Um, Friday is... Movie Nosh off. Uh, the Nosh off, yeah, where we pitch, pit two great movies against each other and you have to tell us which ones you want. Saturday matinee tells you what's on at the cinema that weekend and Sunday soundtracks which is one of my favourite to explore some of the best soundtracks in movie history yeah so if you like that shit follow us on social media and um, thanks for listening we'll see you again soon bye bye